you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps, and so glad you're tuning in. Whether you have PTSD or someone you know, love, you're pastoring, we're just honored to have you. It's great to be with you. It's, uh, uh, you know, we're beyond thankful. We want to show gratitude for you tuning us in. Thank you for those who've sent some donations in. We're going to grab those all together here at the end of the year and put them next year toward the bill of uh, making these uh, broadcasts a reality and getting them out to radio stations and getting them on a, a format where you guys can who can't get on radio stations can find them so we're just honored for you but we do want you to support your local radio stations they're pretty awesome and and uh, kevin he's getting ready to get down to fayetteville north carolina to be with kids as we get close to the holidays and and i know god will do some work when he's down there so kevin how's things going brother it's going good brother i'm yeah i'm still here in good old pennsylvania visiting with my uh mother and my my sibs um yeah, you know, I realized today you asked how things going. Just this morning, I realized I got a little bit of uh, post-traumatic stress. I didn't even know I had. I uh, <laughs> I uh, I was taking some vitamins and supplements, and I'm the kind of guy that I I I'm I'm a man. I I get it. Maybe women are the same way. I save them all at once. I, I just I just do. I like to. If it says take two a day, I take them at the same time. That's Me just, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If it says one in the morning and one in the evening, I generally do them, you know, unless it's real important. But, but anyway, I took about 10, 10 supplements today, literally. And, uh, you know, I used to be able to take horse tablets as we call them big, big, uh, big fish oil tablets or whatever. I used to take them. No issues at all. You can about swallow them without water even, but you know, the first time you have a little bit of a choking thing on one of those, it, it gives you a little post-traumatic stress. And I've never been the same since, uh, you know, about five years ago. Had a little choking episode where I thought, man, I wouldn't want to suck one of these things down into my lungs. So, uh, so now it's hard. I, man, I have a little bit of a hard time. There's 10 of these things to get down and I'm chewing up stuff, you know, chewing up, uh, food and swallow it with the food. And, and I'm thinking to myself, it just hit me today. That's, that's a form of PTSD in a, in a microcosm. It is. Because yeah. It's little. Yeah. It's changed my life negatively and I don't need to get over it. It's, it's, it's it has nothing to do with my relationship with God or people, it's a but yeah. yeah, think about the big things that happen. You have an episode of, of choking on a pill. Think about a car accident. Think about the cessation of a relationship. Think about losing someone, seeing someone die. Those are the things that are a macrocosm. It's huge. You you don't get over that, and suddenly it affects relationships. It affects your your view of God, your your desire to go to church, and that's what we're here. And I'm so thankful people do tune in to help you to get over those things, so you can return back to normal. Because that is the will of God. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and when it comes to those big pills, I'm among them, and I'm at a point now where I take one or two at a time. I just, but every morning I have my C's, my D's, my E's, so you, you name it, man. I'm there. My yeah. zincs, my yeah, my pro, my pre's, my, you name it. It's going down the old trap. Post. And, uh, yeah, pre, post, uh, all those uh, uh, biotics. But uh, yeah, folks. So we've been we talked about so many words this week and how they're relevant to us and. How how we go through junk. Uh, you know, we started out Monday and we talked about friendship and what that means to us. And so often when we get caught up in these traumas and stresses and things in life, you know, we look at words through the wrong filters, through the wrong set of eyes. And, 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 you know, we talked about separation and how God expects separation from us. And, and then we come right back with unity. That's just how we work, man. We, we say you separate from those worldly knuckles, but you unify with your godly brethren. And uh, we talked about persecution, and now we're at a place with conviction. Conviction has a great role. That's the kind of thing when God comes up and says something in our mind, our hearts, and, and he just says, you know you're doing this wrong, Doug. And, and I mean, I can tell you it's clearly happened in my life. I can clearly tell you I've felt it in my life. I've lived it in my life. And, uh, and the Bible says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, when we talk about conviction, or and, and boy, when God convicts you, it changes everything, right? It says, now I rejoice over in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. It says, now I rejoice that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrow to repentance. So, so God convicts us to the point where we say, God, we're goofing it up. We're messing it up. Uh, we're not serving you the way we should. Maybe we're hurting people. Maybe we're not doing the things we should be. For you were made sorry after a godly manner. That's conviction when it comes from God. And that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. And then it goes on to say, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. And, and friends, can I tell you something in my life, even in my book, I wrote about, I really, it took me months to figure this out. The difference between conviction and condemnation, conviction being where God just prompts you and says, Hey, get right. You know, better than this. I'm in your heart. I can change this condemnation is where we're reminded of something we did 10 years ago. And, and Kevin talked about that yesterday and the day before, and really important as we went through those days and we looked at scripture saying, listen, there's people out there that want to remind you of stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you those people are not of God because yeah. God convicts us. We repent of it and we move forward, Kevin, we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's the conviction that the Holy spirit does and then there's the um, accusations by Satan or the condemnation. We would say conviction versus condemnation. Uh, utmost importance when you're going through darkness to learn to discern the voice of each. And, you know, it's the voices of con uh, condemnation that will draw you away from Christ. But the voice of conviction will make you say, Lord, I am a knucklehead, but I'm sure glad you love me. And I'm going to just, you know what, I'm going to return to you in whatever that means, whatever fashion, whatever form, whatever that looks like. I want to, I want to return to you. And God's so gracious. And the Bible says, you, you know, you know, the long suffering Lord, he is very pity, pitiful. That is, he has a lot of pity for them that, that are knuckleheads. He remembers that we're dust, but, um, you know, God's in the business of convicting the loss or the need for him. And when they're convicted, the, the sting of conscience is something that it, it, 
it tends to make us mad. I was witnessed to by uh, my girlfriend years ago, back in the seventies. And she said, are you saved? And uh, gave me a chick tract, as I recall. But when she said, are you saved? I was convicted. I was like, don't ever ask that again. And uh, the reason was, is because my conscience bothered me and I knew I needed Christ. I I knew there was something lacking in my life. And eventually I said, I took a Bible in my bedroom and said, God, what is lacking? And the Holy Spirit convicted me in my heart through the word of God and said, you're the problem. I'm lacking in your life. And I gave my heart to Christ in my bedroom and changed my life. But John 8, 9 says, and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. So there was two two kinds of conviction taking place there. There was, there was the woman that was taken in adultery, and there was her accusers. The accusers were convicted and left. They went away because they did not like the pricking of their conscience. They had already cordoned that conscience off as being um, that any 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 feeling of conviction by Jesus Christ was 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 demonic. And they that's what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to attribute the work of the Holy Spirit to the devil. And uh, that's what eventually kept them from getting saved. That's why it's called the unpardonable sin. It'll keep you from getting saved. It'll keep you from getting born again. And once you get, if you can get over that, then, then it can be, it, you know, you can find that forgiveness, but you won't find it as long as you're taking the working, the conviction of the Holy Spirit and calling that pricking of the conscience a satanic evil thing. But, you know, Doug, that's where we're at today. People are calling that a satanic evil thing. But, you know, convicted is is a great word, and it's something, you know, just uh, this, I'm putting the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart here. Um the uh, the word conviction in the Bible is where we uh, is is also translated reprove, convince, and uh, and various other things. But you know where where the Bible says he shall re- he shall con- uh, convince the world of sin, judgment of righteousness and judgment, uh, reproving. You know the idea of of being cut to the heart. Uh, that's what that's what the Holy Spirit can do. And it does not feel good. But if you're going through darkness, if you're going through a period of just utter, I don't know which, you know, everything's upside down. Like you say, Doug, if I'm going through that, what I need to do is stop. 30 assuming, seconds. Yeah. Uh, stop assuming that all of these things that feel bad uh, are, are, are God telling me because sometimes it's not God. It is Satan. Yeah, and remember that. Remember, I think that's scriptural, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. So that's darkness throwing that at you. Hey, hang with us. We're going to go ahead and do what we have to do with these radio stations. But remember, when it comes from God, it's conviction, it's light. It makes you better. Things get better. We'll be right back with you. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. And 
what a day it is, as Kevin was saying, and reproof showed up and my life changed and God did a work in my life. We find ourselves in the book of John and uh, as we move forward, we're, at, we're in John chapter 16, we're in verse number 5 through 11 today, and the Bible says, but now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow have filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comfort will come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of the righteousness and of the judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. And here we are, and, and you know, Christ is talking about his departure. And, and man, that's a pretty sorrowful thing, but he's given comfort. He's saying, listen, you know, I, I want to emphasize to you that there's some important things going on, and it's the Holy Spirit. He's giving you comfort. He's going to make a difference in your life. He's going to do a work. He's going to, like Kevin said, I was reproved. I was convicted. Uh, you know, the, the Holy Spirit can do those things in your life, but far too often, you know, we as people, we get caught up on, on, on the terrible things. We get caught up on the condemnation. We get caught up on the reminders, like Kevin said. People want to lie about us. They want to remind us. They, you know, they, they, they won't even lie. They'll make it even worse than that. They'll go back to the worst day of our life and say, boy, this happened to you. You know, people want to do that. But God, no, he's not part of that. The Holy Spirit of God is, is comfort. That sorrow came to us. We repented of it. We got right. It's gone. Uh, the Holy Spirit of God is comforting us. And and friends, I, I say that, and I say it over and over again, because it took me so many times to get that through my thick skull. So many times I had to deal with this and, uh, and, and remember that, hey, this is as far as the East is from the West in my life. So I goofed today, or I goofed last month, or I goofed 10 years ago. But you know what? If I give that to God, and he reproves me, and, and boy, I'm repenting, I'm getting right let me tell you, you can move on with the Holy Spirit. He, yeah, you know, he's going he's gonna to convict. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of their sin if, if the world will let him there in verse 9. And, and uh, he reproves the world of righteousness because Jesus is going to the Father, right? And then it ends with he reproves the world of judgment because the prince of this world, Satan, will be judged. There's coming a time, Kevin, where there will be a judgment. And, uh, uh, and that man who he sent, Jesus, is going to do the judging. So we got to understand that there's you know, he's departing. Those disciples are freaking out. We have the Bible in front of us. We know this is a good thing, Kevin. Mm, so true. Yeah, there's what you're saying is so um, applicable. The um, This stuff about conviction that we just read, and yeah, you're right. The, the, the text, it does say reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And it's interesting that in, in the Bible— um, when Paul, you know, Paul took that that pattern, that outline to heart when he spoke with, uh, you know, Mr. Felix. It says that uh, as Paul was speaking to Felix, and as he reasoned, this is in Acts twenty four, verse twenty five, of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. Felix trembled and answered, "Go thy way for this time. For when I when I have convenient season, I will call for thee." 
So Felix was told, Paul reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment. So the Spirit of God comes and he reproves the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. I thought it was interesting that all of those things were kind of contained in there, these three things. But, but Felix's response came from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you just cannot improve on God's way. It, it didn't say when the Spirit of God has come, he will sneak up behind people and inject them with the, with salvation. They won't even know it. No, there comes a confrontation, beloved, where the Spirit of God makes people uncomfortable before he can comfort them. It makes people miserable before he can come in and make them, you know, uh, uh, happy. And, you know, the scriptures uh, talk about a, a, a process where God has to take us sometimes and wake us up, first of all. And that that waking up is um, is conviction and it's it's uncomfortable. In fact, I like the process in Isaiah 12 when we get convicted when God twists our arm and we say, uncle, it says, and in that day thou shalt say, Isaiah 12, 1, O Lord, I will praise thee, for thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Boy, if that's not a picture of the Spirit of God, Doug, where he convicts us, we feel the anger of God. It's been said conviction is when God shows your head the condition of your heart. When your mind realizes how filthy it is down inside and you say, Lord, I am so bad off. And that conviction drives you to the Savior. That's what the conviction of God is. Um, you know, I witnessed to a guy back when I was in college. We were in the marching band in the Westchester State College Golden Rams marching band, the screaming, squealing, uh, uh, lip-trilling trumpet section. It was just incredible, I thought. I wasn't one of the screamings, you know, but there in my freshman year, it was pretty cool to be in it. And I witnessed to it, my buddy, Dan Meredith, Dan rejected Christ. And this is what he said. I got it covered. Don't worry. You know, I, I got the world by the tail. Basically, he didn't use those term that term right there. But he's like, I got this covered. And and I, I said, if you die today, where will you spend eternity? And he's he just rejected it. Anyway, I didn't think a whole lot more of it because it's, uh, I was growing in Christ and didn't have time to stay in the marching band the second year. I just stayed in, went in the first year. Then, years later, I heard from Dan Meredith. He said, do you remember you said if you died today, do you know where you'd spend eternity? I said, yeah, I think so. He, he said, that never got away from me, and that bothered me so much. A friend of mine invited me to the uh, Need More Bible Church in Need More, Pennsylvania, and he I like the name Need More Bible Church because we need more Bible. But he went to the church, heard the gospel, and the conviction, as it were, came to a head. He went forward, and this is what Dan told me. He said, Kevin. I knelt at the altar and just cried like a baby, shaking my head back and forth, saying, how could I be so stupid? How could I be so stupid? And, you know, that's what conviction does is it shows your head how stupid you are to have rejected Jesus Christ. The one, the only right one, the only good one, the only one who loves you, the one who would be willing to die for you and and to come to the cross and kneel down at a cross and say, Lord, I if 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 you want if you'll receive me, I come just to 
as I am. I'm a sinner, and I sure need you, and I need salvation. And you know what? He got up, changed, and uh, got into a ministry, a fantastic music ministry. And he said wherever he goes, singing in churches, he tells a testimony how Kevin Robb asked him that question after band practice one day. But, you know, I just— uh, Doug, I, I want to work with this conviction. I, I don't. Uh, in other words, I've experienced it myself. It was real. It was radically changing. And now I want to go out and um, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And I'd like, sure like to see this accomplished as some more Dan Meredith, Doug. Yeah. Boy, just knowing what the Holy Spirit did in your heart, what he did in Dan Meredith's heart, what he did in my heart. And just getting out of the way of that. You know, as we read, as Christ talks to these disciples, and they're getting ready for an unbelievable transition. They're walking around with God in flesh. I mean, they're covered. You know, if someone stabs them, spears them, if they fall on the ground, he's going to go over and touch them. They're going to be all better. And Jesus is saying, hey, listen, you're saved. You got this. You're going to be persecuted. Things are going to happen Understand I'm leaving, but I'm still with you with the Holy Spirit. Understand the Holy Spirit's going to convict you of the sin. You don't need me telling you these words anymore. Understand there's going to be a judgment. And be right. You know, be right when that judgment comes. And understand, you know, he's a comforter. He's a helper. The Holy Spirit of God, not only does he provide comfort, he provides guidance. We talked a couple days ago about power, empowerment. You know, cash in on those things on this Friday. We sure do love you folks, and, and just, just move toward God on this day. We thank you for tuning us in. We look forward to talking to you Monday. It's just a great honor. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.